0: Welcome to the Abundant Wellness with Andrea podcast, from surviving to thriving in mind, body, and spirit. Hey there, I'm Andrea Jones, registered nurse, functional hormone coach, inner healing and deliverance pastor, and most importantly, wife and mother of two beautiful girls. This podcast is really a conversation about how to discover and walk in an abundant life that God has laid out for us while processing what I call the messy middle— pain and overcoming things in our life that are hard in order to nurture all of the parts of you so that you can walk in abundant wellness in all areas. Everybody, we have the incredible privilege of having Stephanie Overstreet on today. Stephanie is a fellow registered nurse as well as nutritional therapy practitioner um, who works with women um, in the postpartum period to actually help prepare them for an amazing postpartum experience, whether you are a first time mom or you've had four babies. um, Stephanie is definitely the woman that you want to talk to. And I brought her on today because we have similar, similar paths, similar interests. And I felt like she would really um, benefit our listeners today. So Stephanie, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. (laughs) I know. Well, I love getting to show you off because obviously you're a good friend and one of my favorite people, one of my favorite humans, but I also feel like, you know, your story of what really led you kind of out of the conventional medicine world, out of the hospital, um, setting, um, and you know, that whole journey for you in motherhood that really ended up not just transforming your motherhood, but your career and who Mm you help. Um, is such a powerful story. And I want people to hear it. So, um, so why don't you kind of start us at the beginning? Like what led to you kind of leaving conventional medicine, quote, unquote?
1: Yeah, um, well, I started out right out of nursing school um, in a general pediatrics unit as a new graduate, which was wonderful experience. And then I cross trained um, into postpartum care and level two NICU. Um, and so I got to take care of a lot of mamas right after they gave birth and did a lot of those, um, discharge instructions. And here's what you need to go to know as you take your little baby home with you. And this was all prior to becoming a mom myself. Mm Um, Mm -hmm. and then after some years of hospital work, I found that, the long hours, the night shifts were really having a toll. And, um, I was experiencing insomnia and fatigue and just some different, probably a lot of the common hormone imbalances that you, um, address with your clients.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: and so I ended up, um, Realizing that the hospital setting wasn't the best fit for my body. And so I ended up doing some other work um, at a local faith-based pregnancy center, which was great experience working with pregnant women. And then um, I taught some group prenatal classes for a um OBGYN's office. And I really came alive doing that and loved that. Um, but the interesting part of kind of how I ended up where I'm at now has to do with my own journey. So that was my, or my personal journey. That was kind of my professional journey. Um, but along the way there, I had our first, um, after I had done hospital work and while I was volunteering at the pregnancy center. And so I felt like I had it pretty well figured out. I knew what to expect, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and Um, I think my pregnancy, I, I didn't feel like myself from probably about eight weeks pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just kind of thought, oh, maybe it's just the fact that I'm really nauseous or, you know, it's a big change coming up. So maybe I'm just a little bit worried about that. Um, and then after I gave birth, I immediately had a lot of anxiety about some things that happened and. I really just didn't have, I did have a home birth, which was, um, uncomplicated. Um, but I think, uh, it was just such a big transition. And I think I was really afraid to take on such a huge responsibility on my own. And I think sometimes as nurses, we actually, Know a little bit too much <laughs> to our own detriment. Yep. And so totally. <laughs> um, I think I put a lot of pressure on myself as a new mom, thinking I should know this. I should mm-hmm. know how to breastfeed. I should know how to take care of a newborn because I've taught new moms how to do all of that. But totally, I will say that when it's you, it's it's all your professional experience doesn't really translate when you're the the mom. <laughs> and so right. that was yep. kind of a a shock for me. And then um I remember just having a lot of mood instability and feeling constantly overwhelmed, um constantly afraid, having some anxiety symptoms, trouble sleeping, and so It took me a while to figure out exactly what was going on, but it did turn out to be a pretty significant case of postpartum depression and anxiety. Um, And and many months later, once all of that finally went away, and I felt like myself again, around 14 months postpartum, I then realized, oh, I haven't felt like myself since the beginning of pregnancy. And I, it almost took right. being completely removed from that situation to actually look back and go, oh, I think I had depression during pregnancy, but I didn't know it because it wasn't real severe, right? but it was there. And so right. I think now I know that, uh, depression during pregnancy is actually one of the big risk factors for postpartum, um, mood disorders. And so it's something I like to mention because I think we just, you, you think that pregnancy and postpartum should be the happiest time of your life. And so if it's not you're almost just like, well, no, this can't be what I, what I'm experiencing. You almost just think it's in your head or, you know, Oh, I'm just having a bad day. But for some of us, there's actually something going on. And so, um, I ended up delving more. I feel like conventional medicine really, there wasn't much to pull from once I was in that situation where I was postpartum and there were all these issues going on. Um, and so even some of the more holistic things that I'd dabbled in, in the years prior, um, even some of that wasn't really, uh, it was hard to apply it to that season of postpartum. And so, cause a lot of people will say, uh, when you're breastfeeding, it's hard to know what supplements you can, you you know, you can't do right. detoxes. You can't do gut cleanses, all these different things. There's a certain, uh, supplements you can't take. And so I ended up just feeling really stuck, um, and searching for natural, solutions to the right. postpartum depression and anxiety. Um, and then I ended up finding a, I, I did do some talk therapy for a few months, um, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really until I weaned that um, the depression and anxiety went away. And then I started working with a nutritional therapy practitioner right around that time. And that
0: was when things started to change. Wow. No. And I, I love what you said about, uh, antenatal, like, uh, -hmm. perinatal, I guess, depression, anxiety, um, being a, basically a predisposing factor, right. To Mm -hmm. postpartum depression. And I was just thinking, I'm like, I don't remember being asked one time in any of my pregnancies, whether or not like my mood was stable. How's your mood? You know, Mm -hmm. like, I, I don't remember ever being asked that. I remember being asked my weight, like, are you, you know, eating burgers and French fries every day? Like I remember (laughs) those kind of questions, but I'm like, gosh, if I had known, like, especially as a first time mom, you just don't know. Like I, Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I was struggling with postpartum anxiety until I was like at the end of the spectrum where I'm having anxiety attacks and rapid weight loss and like heart Mm -hmm. palpitations, you know? And I'm thinking if somebody had been checking in on me, you know, if I had known to ask, if I had known, um, what to watch out for, even for myself, it would have changed the whole probably landscape of that postpartum period. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's true that you don't realize how miserable you feel until it's not there anymore. And then you're like, gosh, I was like really struggling, really, really struggling, And so Mm -hmm. I love that you touched on that because I know that that's something that you, you are very good about with all of your, you know, potential clients and clients and, in really assessing, assessing for that and making sure that we have a really good picture of what's going on, you know, in our mind and emotions um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. during that period of life so that when baby comes we are not having, you know, to now deal with sleep deprivation on top of that, like, which definitely does not make it better. It doesn't make it better. So, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) so I love that you touched on that. And, um, and so share a little bit about, you know, let's dive in a little bit more into more detail about, you know, that postpartum period. So now you're kind of coming out of the fog and you are kind of looking back on that, on that season of life and how that kind of became a springboard for you in not only your mothering and what you wanted to get out of motherhood, because I think that's really where a lot of the transformation Mm -hmm. started before it actually became your career. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, Yeah. I think so when I was, about a year postpartum, I started working with a nutritional therapists. And that's when I learned about the foundations of health, which are digestion, um, blood sugar balance, fatty acid balance, hydration and minerals, and then a nutrient dense diet kind of undergirds all of those things. Um, and when I started to support those foundations, um, I did feel so much better. And I know that that was a huge part mm-hmm. of the depression and anxiety going away in addition to weaning, because I think when we're breastfeeding, we definitely still have an alteration in our reproductive hormones that can definitely affect mood. Um, But once I, once I began that healing journey, it really was another year or two of processing everything that happened. There was some trauma, there were some special needs with my daughter. um, And so it really just was, this journey that I went on of pursuing healing from a holistic perspective. So looking at what's going on in my body and dealing with a chronic gut infection, some other things. Um, and then also looking at like the thoughts that I was having and why, where are these beliefs coming from and what, what is the root of those? And also, um, renewing my my mind with scripture and God's word and and apply, you know applying that to what I was going through it's almost right. like i think before becoming a mom i'd had hardships here and there but i think the postpartum depression and anxiety in combination with my daughter's special needs at the time that was the greatest hardship i'd ever been through and so i think i had this muscle right. that i'd never really developed Of learning how to manage my internal world, learning how to manage my thoughts and my emotions and not be, um, like led around by them or kind of taken captive by them. Sometimes we can have thoughts and emotions that are very, they feel very real. They are totally, but learning, okay, this might be what I'm experiencing, but what is the greater truth? you know, and anchoring, learning how to anchor yourself to that greater truth. That is something that I don't think many of us just naturally know how to do. It's kind of something that's born out of, um, like a challenge, just like if you're going to lift weights, you're challenging the muscle. And then that's how you build that ability. So that was a journey I went on. And I also, um, got some, inner healing and deliverance prayer. I know you've mentioned that on other episodes and, um, that really revealed to me. So this is now my daughter's probably two and a half. And at this point, it really revealed to me how much, what I had been through was not just happening in the body, but it was, there was a root in the mind and the emotions. And there was also a spiritual root. And so I really could see how much, um, women who are going through postpartum, whether they have mood challenges or not, they need to be supported from a holistic perspective, right? It is very hard to go through that season and not have, um, support for your mind, your body and your spirit. And, um, but also if you're struggling like I was, then we have to take a holistic approach. We can't just throw some uh, fish oils at it or, or even right. medication. <laughs> yeah. I'm not opposed to medication. Right. I chose to avoid it, um, but actually looking back, I suffered and my family suffered so much that if I could do mm-hmm. it over again, I don't I almost think if somebody's suffering the way I did, I wouldn't deny them medication. <laughs> I think it has a place right. yeah. um depending on the person. But I do think we can't just use medication and not Absolutely. address what's going on in our mind and our spirits and vice versa. We can't just use supplements. We can't just, and honestly the same goes for a lot of people would tell me, well, you just need to choose joy. Well, I am, but there are things in my body that are broken or I'm not sleeping. I'm up every night, uh, you know, from 2am to 6am. I'm not sleeping for half the night and I'm taking care of a baby. So, you know, yes, I can quite choose joy, but that's, that's just a small piece of the pie, you know? So I think that's really what I, I, my husband said something to me along the journey, I realized how much this type of thing wasn't talked about. And that was really hard for me. I felt a Mm -hmm. lot of shame and guilt and embarrassment. Mm -hmm. I felt like I've been a Christian for so many years, a majority Mm -hmm. of my life and I'm struggling like this. What does this say about me? What does this say about my relationship with God? And, um, the people in my life at the time, there just wasn't a lot of, I think many of them hadn't been through anything like that. So there just wasn't much understanding uh, because they couldn't relate. And, So as I started to get healing, I realized that I needed to talk about it and I needed to share my experience because I didn't want anyone to suffer the way I was. And so my husband said to me, just be the voice that you wish you would have had. You know, I started Mm -hmm. a little group on Facebook for other women at my church that were going through something similar, just have a place for us to talk about what was going on and to encourage one another. And so Then I ended up deciding to um, become a nutritional therapy practitioner because I wanted the extra um, knowledge and skills and things to pull from specifically to support women during postpartum because this kind of became my mission was to not sit back and let anybody suffer the way I did, but to help get the tools and the answers into women's hands, because I know I searched high and low and I just struggled to find support. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. I love, I love that so much. And I love, I was, if you saw me looking down, it's because I was making notes. I'm like, oh, so good. Um, (laughs) So you touched on something though, that I, I think really does embody your approach and it embodies my approach too. And it's that, you know, we need, we can't deny the mind and we can't deny the spirit and we can't Mm -hmm. deny the body. Right. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times, you know, especially sometimes even in Christian cultures where it's like, Oh, you just got to pray more. Well, how am I supposed to pray more if I'm not sleeping? Mm-hmm. How how am I supposed to worship while I'm vomiting and having a panic attack? Like, yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'm not saying I, I understand the spiritual principle of, you know, like choosing different thoughts when we're suffering. And yes, absolutely. But at the same time, that doesn't mean we deny the very real fact that there is a there is something physiologically uh, bound up that needs mm-hmm. to be healed, right mm-hmm. and so, for us as practitioners, our job and our training and our skill is to look at the person as a whole and get that bird's eye view and see which aspect is out of alignment right now, because last month, it may not have been spiritual it might it might have just been we needed some B vitamins, you needed to get a good night's sleep, and like that shifted things right, but now. Mm-hmm something else is coming to the surface and we need to be able to discern as practitioners, which of those pieces is out of alignment. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you've partnered with God in this journey, you know, and even your husband kind of lightened the fire underneath you and saying, (laughs) Hey, you know, go for it. Um, by, by partnering with the Holy spirit and saying, I'm going to use all of the medical skill I'm going to get the additional training. I'm going to get the additional, you know, certifications mm-hmm. so that I can bring everything that you've placed inside of me to the women in front of me. And I think that that's, it's so powerful because, um, it means that they're not just getting your degree, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Cause the Holy spirit, the Holy spirit is not let is always giving us information and insight. And then we just get to say, okay, now we're going to we're going to partner with what we see in the natural and, and, and bring some healing and alignment to that place. And,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and I think it, it also, you know, when you've gone through something like that yourself, which my, my experience was very similar, uh, with my first uh, my first pregnancy, um, it makes your passion easy. Like it's Mm -hmm. easy to help women because you're like, I know what this is like. I've walked this out. I know what this feels like in your body to be feeling like you're just trying to get your head above water and you don't even know you can't muscle to swim. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so I love that you provide that approach and you are able to look at all of those different dynamics to say, how can we help you now? Because Mm -hmm. there is. And this may or may not have been true for you, but for me, one of the hardest aspects that I kind of had to reconcile when I left the hospital job mm-hmm. was one that I didn't fail for leaving and realizing mm-hmm. it wasn't for me. Like I really mm-hmm. had to like, cause I think we're, we're ingrained, we're, we're trained, we're conditioned to work really hard. Like if you're not working to the bone, you're not a good nurse. Like there's all of those, you know, different mm-hmm. things that are going on. But really, I just realized I needed to bring something different.
1: Like yes. there,
0: there was a very legitimate gap in women's healthcare that I could fill that gap, you know, and, and you the same, it's like you realizing like, no, there's, there's a gap here that actually needs me. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: I need to be in this gap. I need to be the intercessor for lack of a better word and stand in the mm-hmm. gap and fill it so that women can actually have you know, some, some ground to walk on here because it is, you know, it's hard enough if you have an easy baby, like I had an easy second born, but I had a C-section and I had no abdominal muscles to use afterwards. And I'm trying to go around yeah. cleaning my house and, and you had an older child to take care of too. Yeah. And, and her own stuff going on. So it was like, it doesn't matter if it's your first or your fourth, like there's always a level of support that's needed there. And so you know, having, you have such just, you have the lived experience and you also have the clinical experience. Right. And Mm -hmm. you obviously knowing what that looks like to walk it out, but what would you say, you know, to women who are like, they're, they're in that season of life, they're preparing for postpartum or they're in it right now. And they're recognizing that they need some help. What would you say? Um, what words of encouragement or, yeah, just any advice that you would share with them about their journey?
1: Yeah, well, I think the first thing I would say is that we have to value ourselves enough to get the support that we need. Totally. Um, especially if we're already postpartum and we have a little person that's relying on us, yeah. it can feel really hard to prioritize ourselves. I mean, right now, my second born is almost 16 months, and I'm still having to work hard to prioritize the support that I need in this season, you know, now that I've got two little ones. And so, um, so I think that's, that's a theme probably for women and mothers of any age Mm -hmm. that we have to believe that we have a God given worth and value. And that when we invest in ourselves and get the support we need, we are able to thrive and be the, the fullness of who we're called to be as mothers. And we give our kids a completely different experience. And so um, I think as moms, when we're, when we're struggling postpartum, we really care about that baby and want that baby to have the very best. Mm-hmm. And so part of that really is getting that care as a mom. And then I think the other thing I would say for women who are pregnant would be, to really um, make the investment to plan ahead and get the support that you need for that postpartum season. Because right, the number one thing I hear women say is I wasn't prepared for postpartum. Everybody will tell you their birth story. They'll tell you the yes. good and the bad and the ugly about how they gave birth. Um, I was talking to a a first time mom who was pregnant recently and she was telling me all about what kind of a birth she wants. And she's heard this, that, and the other from her friends about birth. And then I said, well, what have they told you about postpartum? And she said, nothing. I know nothing about it. And I think that's a really common experience. It's just not something Mm -hmm. that's talked about. And you know, it's, as challenging as it is, there's, I really feel like it's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Like there are definitely a lot of challenges totally. during postpartum, but there are also some of the most beautiful life shaping moments amidst that too. But I think the, I think you touched on this earlier, but it's just so important to set ourselves up for success by doing some preparation ahead of time, because The last thing we want to do is try to find support that we need when we're already in a season where there's a lot of demands, even if our mental health is is not struggling, just the sleep deprivation, or even adding a sibling, let's say you have another child or two, it's it's a transition. And so ideally we want to have that support in place ahead of time. And so um, that is why, and then the third thing would be to have a holistic strategy, um, looking at body, mind, and spirit, and how can you support yourself during per- postpartum in um, all of those ways. And that's really so. When we decided to have our second, I was like, we've got to do this completely differently. Like, I don't want my family to suffer yeah. the way they did the first time. I can't do that to them again. So, um, as I was doing my own preparation and study and learning, I ended up come, I felt like the Lord gave me the idea for something called the peace method, which I tried it out on myself. Mm-hmm. And now I have some experience walking yeah. some other women through it um, for postpartum. But Essentially, it works either during pregnancy in preparation for postpartum, or it can also help if we're already postpartum, like within the first year, the concepts still apply. But essentially, we're looking at five different categories that cover mind, body and spirit. So um, the letters of peace are an acronym. So P stands for practical needs and support system. So this is where we're going to address what's going on in our body. And what kind of nutrients do we need to replenish and what kind of um, healing is happening in our body and how do we support hormones and how do we um, support breastfeeding if that's what we're doing and how do we um, manage sleep and manage stress and all of those things. Um, And then E stands for emotional wellness. So Mm. going back to a little bit of what we were talking about earlier, how do I take an inventory of how I'm doing emotionally? How do I, Pour back into myself emotionally? How do I manage my thoughts and emotions in a healthy way? And then A stands for abundance in God's presence and spiritual principles. So that is um, where we develop a narrative about our motherhood based on the truth in God's word yes. and his promises. Because no matter how things go, whether we have an easy baby or a hard one, whether we have a great birth or a not so great birth, whether we struggle postpartum or not, um, his truth doesn't change. So that's the thing that we can anchor ourselves to. And we can find an abundance in him, um, even when we feel like Absolutely. we're pushed to the brink. Because postpartum, it does push you to the brink, <laughs> especially in the beginning there. <laughs> It definitely Um, does. Yeah. Yeah, And then C is confidence in your unique way of mothering, because I think, especially as a first time Mm -hmm. mom, but even I experienced some of this the second time around too, there's a lot of pressure to do things a certain way, how you feed your child, how you help them sleep, how you parent them, you know, all the things. And so my goal is to help guide women into becoming confident with who God has called them to be as a mother, because he I believe he chooses our children uniquely for us and he's chosen us to be their mom. And he knows, um, right. Exactly what they need. And we, we get to go to him for that wisdom and then be able to live that out. And then the last um, category is Eve for expectations that are life giving and full of grace, because a lot Mm -hmm. of times Mm -hmm. we bring into our pregnancy, our birth and our postpartum lots of expectations and um sometimes those are what lead to a lot of disappointment and a lot of um disillusionment right. or even just sometimes we can just put a lot of pressure on ourselves i find that the moms i right. work with that have some postpartum anxiety there's usually an element there of they're expecting way too much of themselves and some of it just mm-hmm. is from our culture and some of it is that we just don't know realistically what's going on in our body during postpartum and so um right Essentially, the peace method is designed just to walk women through each of those categories and really come up with um, a plan and a strategy for how to support themselves in those different areas.
0: Well, I I know we talk all the time and I feel like I've never heard the whole thing. And I'm just like, that's why I was like leaning in like, oh, I wish I had that. Um, That's the number one
1: thing I hear women say. I wish I would have had
0: that. It would have saved. uh, Yeah. Just countless. uh, Unnecessary emotional turmoil, really. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just looking back and I'm thinking, well, I'm so thankful. I mean, because really that, that season defined me and it defined my ministry in a lot of different Mm -hmm. ways, you know, so I'm not Mm -hmm. looking at that with any, any shame or anything like that, but I, but it just goes to show me as, you know, a tenured pediatric nurse who knew all the things, right. And I still had no clue um, how to help myself in that season. And so Mm -hmm. you, your method and you, and what you bring is, is such a gift. And so, um would you mind just sharing with people really quickly how they can follow you like your instagram um mm-hmm. what's the best way to contact you and um as we just kind of wrap up today
1: yeah so my instagram is at stephanie overstreet but stephanie is spelled with an f instead of a ph um and my dms are always open that's a great way to get a hold of me um and then also in my profile there's a a link to Um, fill out if you'd like to work with me or even just schedule a free clarity call. And then I also have my website, which is stephanieoverstreet.com. And there's a couple articles on there um, just talking about some of the things we talked about today. Um, And then you can also
0: reach out to me through there as well. Awesome. Well, you gave us lots of really, really good (laughs) information and your heart is very clearly communicated through all of that. So for those of you listening, um, you can also find this information in the show notes. So you'll be able to see that all typed out with links. Um, But thank you so much, Stephanie, for taking the time out of your very busy, uh, uh, not restful day and being here (laughs) with us today. Um, I look forward to um, just hearing how women were blessed by what you shared. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me You have a wonderful podcast. I've been, I actually just started listening the other day. I finally just had a chance and I was like binge listening. Oh, <laughs> they were so good. Thank you. Oh. House and I'm like, okay, let's listen to more. So oh. well done.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you so much.